Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton. Along with me is the belated birthday, Bethany McChesney. And sorry, we never said it last time, right? I don't know. We didn't get through. Or had, had it officially been your birthday last time? Uh, Yes, because my, my birthday was Monday. So because we didn't record on the Monday. Yes, but you're not quite a master's yet. <laughs> not quite a master's, no. Yeah, I think you, another, CrossFit might be 35. I don't know my master's. So 40, well, I think. Well, the track, on the track, I'm a master's. Yeah, was it 35? 35. Just yeah. about there. Just about 40. Look at that, though. Awesome. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We get like a ton of crap. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to start with? You can you 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 you'd go first. Well, well, maybe let's start with a Lula result. All right, all right. A Lula result. So the the results that we have so far the, the podium <laughs> results all right so for the men we have John Albin in first kind of predictable yeah yeah you know, or at least you know you wouldn't be crazy if you picked John Albin in first. yeah most people Ryan, put him one or two yeah Ryan Atkins in second same thing fairly predictable <laughs> uh, and Mark Batchers in third again not 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 big surprises I thought that that was you know yeah. Um, for the women, Alyssa Petrovin first. Bit of a surprise, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Maybe. maybe. Maybe not for... I mean, she's to... great. Yeah. But I don't think she was first on a lot of ballots there. No, but I had her third. Third? That's pretty... Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Put your own horn there. <laughs> Nicole Miracle in second. Um, I, I, had, I had Nicole, I think, third or fourth or something like that. Yeah. I had the top five. Um, and Yanka Popova in third, mm-hmm. which that is probably the thing that Matt B. Davis got most right about the weekend is that he's the most fun name to say. Well, she was one of the only names that he knew that were not <laughs> American. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that bit a little bit later. Oh, um, <laughs> team team race. We had the French team taking first place. Um, Masula Alula Hula Syndicate. Taking second place. I have no idea who's on that team, but that's a great name. Mm-hmm. And Egypt star Alpine Blitz taking third place. And again, I don't know who was on that team. The, the, this is the problem. Is information is very difficult to get, which it really shouldn't be. Uh, that was for the two-person two team. For the four-person team, we had uh, European Elite, then Ajman, and then the A-team in third. The A team, we know that was VJ's team as well as was Leon was on that team, but he had to step aside. Mm-hmm. Thomas Von Tonder stepped in. And also that was um Manuel Defoe and um Nikolai Dam. So those like the only team that we so that's the results that we actually have. We haven't seen the rest. Why do we not have the rest of the results? Well, because there is no official results yet. So they, they haven't finished. Have- well, they finish, but <laughs> there was timing chip errors. Um, when the power went out, apparently there was a storm that came in and they, so there's some mistakes with the timing and they didn't have official results for people outside of the top three. So apparently by Wednesday, we will have official results. So it's three to 10 and then the age group winners that they still have to sort out. So I could see the age group winners being difficult. That, mm-hmm. that could be tough. But as far as to the top 10 overall, stand at the finish line and count. Yeah. Well, like, and you I should mean, be able to get a bit of a, a bit of a concept. I think so. According to people I've talked to, they do, they do kind of, they know they just, they're not official yet. Cause they have to go back and check some things. And, um, but they haven't, they just haven't put out the top 10 yet. That whole storm thing, like, cause great chaos i understand that um there's a lot of people pissed off (laughs) about the the timing situation oh i'm sure about the timing situation but we didn't really know as much about that but uh, about obviously about the coverage so many people over here that were like gonna get up at 11 45 p.m and and watch and then and then yeah got what we got which 
I don't know. I've been on the side of it where I know how hard it can be. It can be very difficult. That said, do I think that the planning of this was done as well as it could have been? Probably not. No. 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 And there were many, there are many aspects to it too that were very frustrating. Um, if the video, getting video was difficult, if it, you know, there was just one man trying to do it all and just set up a camera, then uh, the frustrating thing to me also was that, um, except for you just really never knew what was going on in the race no. the occasional pop-up of the order um but yeah no clue what was going on no and i mean if if things did get all screwed up which they did right i'm sure they from my understanding they were planning to have cameras other places and signals gone and whatever all that stuff but was the plan for them to have matt do the entire nine hours on his own and just talk because if 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 that wasn't the plan, where were the other people who were supposed to commentate and do other stuff? And, you know, like yeah. a, a lot of people are hanging Matt out to dry. And I get that. I get that. And I'm not saying he's not without fault because I think he made a lot of mistakes. But yeah, I think there were others that made a lot of mistakes, too. And I'm like. Well, yeah, but like we saw, I don't even know what the obstacles looked like. No, no. And that's like I said, that could have been done. Someone could have ran yeah. out there with a cell phone and. The other, the other frustrating thing to me is um, with such a field that we had put together and um, it really frustrates me when you can't get to learn the people's names. And this is, and this is one of my frustrations too with Matt, like, Hey, you, and Oh, you got this guy. And like you had nine hours at minimum to get to know these athletes names and I mean, these, it's important and people, their families are at home watching, like mm -hmm. learn their names. So that was, that's also, I find it very disrespectful um, to not show a little bit more uh, care and effort into just getting to know who the athletes are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, there was a, there was a lot going wrong, a lot going wrong. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what the fallout fallout and the and the comment and the, the and the reasoning and and really some more backstories to exactly what went wrong i mean we yeah. saw what went wrong on our end but as to what yeah. from their end right it'll be interesting. yeah and i mean that's the part that we don't know yeah. it's the stuff that i know that was the ball was dropped on mm -hmm. that's where, where i will speak to my frustrations um but yes it could yeah yeah and i mean my my frustration that I can say just from as a viewer, just from watching is tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, like just mm -hmm. tell me basic things that, you know, like what, when, when the race is starting. And, yeah. Or know. even I like how, how far was the gap between John and Ryan, like little updates throughout, like we had no idea. Yeah. Or, um, you know, how far ahead was Nicole? Because that was obviously a closer race than we knew. And, mm -hmm. you know, what were her chances of winning at going into the last lap? Like, she got passed in the last lap. Like, Yeah, it could have been a very exciting race, too. And, I mean, Matt didn't even know her name. So, it's some girl. And, like, that's frustrating, too. Like, okay, well, who? Yeah, so. Yeah. It was what it was. Um, it, It's very best let's call it a huge missed opportunity yeah it was yeah. a huge missed opportunity and they huge, said, opportunity. we we love this sport and we want it to grow and that was everyone was so excited to see that race played out and we just we didn't have what could have been um, a really cool viewing experience so and we're like, there's so many like hardcore fans too. Like if it was on during the day and not through the night, I probably would have watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> I, so I got up in the morning and I, I put it on to start my workout, right? Mm -hmm. I, I plans for the day and stuff that I put on to start my workout. And I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was late. So I'm like, okay, I can fast forward. Cause there's always a half hour of free stuff and everything or whatever. I could fast forward mm -hmm. through all that. And I'm like, uh trying to get to <laughs> tell yeah. where it started but uh missed opportunity what i thought that one of the things I, I was impressed with nicole she's like yeah just to come back and be at that form and to run 
with the top. Um, yeah. Big surprises for me, Lindsay and Christopher Glaske. Mm-hmm. I mean, what were they with thinking they were fifth, sixth, maybe? Fifth, fifth through seventh, somewhere in there. Yeah. And just for anybody else, you'd say, wow, great performance. But for them, it's like, wow, what, what happened? And mm-hmm. again, something that would, would be nice to know. Uh, the only thing I can guess is that just the course was so, so fast and the obstacles not of a high challenging nature. Yeah. That that hampered them as opposed to someone like Nicole Miracle, who is just sheer run speed and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, and, and Esther too, like Esther, not up there as well. I would have expected, but mm-hmm. that was a, that was a surprise. And then I guess maybe, I, maybe because the course was so fast and like that, uh, I immediately was kind of thinking, Oh my God, my underestimation of Anthony Kunkel is going to be terrible here because I thought as soon as I heard all hard packed and then I saw that list of the obstacles, I'm like, Oh no, like, that mm-hmm. that's too easy but i guess it didn't work out for him either yeah well i mean when you look at the speed that john albin was running he uh so he hit 100k in eight hours his pace with obstacles was a 445 kilometer for eight hours straight that's that's completely remarkable so that's moving and the women hit 80k yeah, and uh, I mean, hats off to Atkins, whose running gets underestimated. Mm-hmm. And he he ran with those guys, right? Running with with Bat because Batras is running is spot on, and we know that. But yeah. Atkins running with Batras and Elvin, I mean, that's that's impressive because mm-hmm. you know he didn't get the chance to make it up on the obstacles this time. Not, yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone would have been failing anything. No, no. Yeah, and that was the first time Nicole ever had run that far too. So very impressive for her. When I was thinking about it too, like. Nicole back in the sand after it was the sand that killed her knee. Oh, you know, I mean, because right, but that was when she came off at the Hildebrand yeah. when she came off the obstacle. That's what, I can't remember the exact injury, but blew out her knee. Yeah, kept her really out for a year and a half to two years, and then to go and run an entire thing in the sand. Yeah, and I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah I wonder if she had some PTSD to work through. Yeah, well, she did. She figured it out. But yeah. I did get I did get a message from Ariel beforehand saying, "Don't underestimate Nicole. She is super fit right now." Mm, well, there you go. Yeah. She so proved it. That's she awesome. Did. And and I hope to see her back in OCR and see. Um, it's. I mean, we didn't see anything from it yet, but too as well, and we'll probably talk about more next week after we get to see the race. But the Spartan first race of the U.S. National Series happened yeah. down in Jacksonville, um, which would have been normally where we would see half these people. Yeah, but uh, maybe, but maybe, maybe some of them. I think Nicole would have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, anyway, so I, I don't even want to talk about that too much till we can actually see the race. I mean, the results are out. Mm-hmm. By the way, OCR report did a cool thing. So they're the ones they went down and covered it, but they said the cell signal sucked and all that. So we're not even going to do that. We're going to put together a package afterwards, right? Right, that's cool. But they didn't spoil it. They posted the results. But when you go to the post, it says results for U.S. National Series men, and you have to swipe to the side to see them. So rather than just have that spoiler out there, uh, I'm like, so if you don't want to know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you couldn't, you wouldn't just stumble on. It. I'm like, that's that's a smart move. That was one. Well, yeah. I thought great, so I didn't spoil it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what happened. That's why I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting <laughs> I don't yet. Well, I thought the video was, they said it was probably going to come out today. Maybe it'll come out tomorrow. So that'll be mm-hmm. hopefully tomorrow's watching. Um, anything else about Tough Mudder or Alula, Saudi? No, I think that's it for now. Well, maybe when we see the top 10, we can discuss more. But yeah, and hopefully they can put some money into a local. I'm going to say one thing about it. If you're going to put the money into a competitive race, don't do it into Tough Mudder because Tough Mudder is not a competitive race. At least put it into Spartan or put it into some other race. Because Tough Mudder's wonky when it comes to competitive. It just, mm-hmm. it always has been. So that's my two cents on that. Put put your prize money into prize racing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do next? What do you want to talk about next? How about High Rock, Florida? The hybrid raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
story of the story of the race, obviously. Uh, Dylan Scott. Dylan Scott went out, ran a 55 and change. Can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but 55. Cementing himself into the top 15 for God knows how long, because I don't know how long this applies now. Maybe the next three years, maybe he's in a top 15. I have no idea. Um, well, I don't think they've announced the rules yet, but like there are people still counting scores from last year to be in the top 15. Oh. So anyway, he's in a hell of a run. Amazing lunge time. He really killed the lunges. Um, one of his best, well, I think it was his best sled time as well, but new sleds. Yes. These are the Thor sleds. The Thor sleds? Oh, because it's promoted it's, by... I, yeah. think I think he's part owner. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were saying that the pushes, the push times were on average 50 seconds faster. I think Dylan said he, Dylan said outright, you know, he's faster. By the way, again, kudos to Dylan for being one of the first people I've ever seen who got a quick time going. I got a quick course. <laughs> yeah, we had the equipment. Um, also, I, I interesting. So the new rope for the pole doesn't have that springiness to it like the old ropes had, mm-hmm. which, you know, on your first pole when it's really long, you kind of have to get all that slack out of it and then the springiness. So, I mean, I like the sounds of that. Yeah. But it, it, uh, all I heard from Dylan was that he didn't feel like it changed his sled pull time. But I do feel like that would affect sled pull. Maybe it affects fatigue as well, right? Like you might not realize it at the time. Yeah. Um, from an aesthetic, it looked good. The equipment looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it did. And then I think I, I, for High Rocks, I believe they put a lot of value in that. They do. Yeah. I mean, they are an aesthetic company. They like their their presentation and they do a great job so i think that works well but i didn't hear anything anything but good reviews about it yeah i I just i heard the wall balls were a little bit slippery but yeah have you ever had a wall ball that wasn't slippery um i mean i've never noticed the only thing i had uh we we went to this weekend we went and did the high rocks event which was high rocks training thing whatever uh with holistic athlete with mike and maria fetchick um, I went there and, and wall balls were part of the workout we did. And the one they had was, was kind of soft, <laughs> which made it less slippery because there was some cushion to it. Right. So when you mm-hmm. grab it, you had a little cushion to it. Just, just like, that I noticed <laughs> Not for soft wall balls, mm-hmm. new advantage, but yeah. Um, so yeah, great. Uh, by Dylan, uh, Jesse Bruce coming in there as well. Yeah, I know Jesse really was aiming to go sub-60, so he wasn't really happy about it. I know he was suffering a fair bit. He's also in the midst of training for an Ironman, so his legs might be a little tired. Well, I looked at it, too, and and, and like I said, Dylan's saying, you know, got a benefit of that the fast sleds and all, and his time was remarkably fast. Mm-hmm. But others didn't seem that much faster. Like, Jesse's was pretty much par for the course. Mm-hmm. it's not like he had a huge pb uh, mark pulls in who came third i think his was pretty pretty straight like i didn't see anybody else with a big jump yeah i know morgan schultz had a pb but i don't she's uh, also probably super fit yeah she has obviously she's been back training more seriously so uh, having a chunk of time taken off for her would be par for the course yeah and jess as well and first so i mean yeah. And they both crack. I think they both cracked the top. I don't think they took the top 15, but they're in that roll down area now. Mm-hmm. So you never know if they might get a roll down. But there's, I think there's only. And we, we should note to um, our third place finisher. We saw um, Bridget Brown. Oh, yeah. So a fourth. Wasn't she fourth? Wasn't she third? I thought it went um, Jess Morgan. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, then Bridget. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep, yep. Sorry. Sorry, Bridget. <laughs> yeah, great to see her come back. She's, yeah. every time I see her, though, she's amazing. Like, like just, mm-hmm. I think she's often overlooked. And then when you see her race live, you're just like, wow, she is really good. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. she's just, and then, okay, I know you got that sympathetic, what, the four-time mom now, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four kids. And how long ago did she give birth? Like five months? Uh, so the baby would have been born in October, I believe, of last year. Yeah. So, or end of September, somewhere around there. So not too long ago. Yeah. She's, she's 
rounding yeah, solid I mean, race form. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you would think like it's not just the birth of the baby, but it's dealing with another kid and with four kids total, and to be able to train and to be at that level. And like, yes, even if she is. has the greatest husband in the world, which he may very well be, <laughs> but, but to you're to still get, not sleeping and she's no. nursing, which takes a massive amount of energy out of your body too. Yeah, she I mean, be, assuming she's nursing. Just consuming so much food. You do get to consume a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was cool. That was great. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, all in all, I, we there was a big contingent of Canadians from one academy went down, mm-hmm. and they all seemed like they put put in a great effort and had a great time. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then we were talking about uh, um, Sylvie and Mitch. They went down and had a good doubles run. So yeah. Good for them. It's odd. You always see like these big Canadian continuous going to California and to Florida. Mm-hmm. And then in New York, it'll probably be just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, going to Florida in February is kind of enticing for a Canadian. It is. It's, by the way, enticed about going to Florida. We had no plans to go to World's Toughest Mudder at all this year. And then mm-hmm. we found out now it's like an hour from my mother-in-law's place. Oh. We're like, hmm. Maybe we'll just go down and check it out. I'm not going to race, but maybe just go down and check it out and Hang visit, out, visit, crew. go yeah. crew and see some friends and stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, that makes a cheap trip when you don't have to pay for any accommodations yeah. and or get a yeah. car or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that might be on the to-do list. Um. Anyway, I did mention we had did the, the workout on the weekend there at the Holistic for Rocks Canada. Ramping up was great. Had a huge turnout. A lot of fun. We drank a lot of athletic beer. We really did. We, we went through quite a bit. Um, thank you, Athletic Brewing, for supplying said athletic beer. Uh, and there was a lot of people that are very interested and a lot of people that are signing up that haven't done this stuff before. And, and they're just, I think it's going to be a really good event. Yeah. Like a mm. lot of excitement. And High Rocks Gym's popping up everywhere. Yes. Like every time you turn around, there's another one. Mm-hmm. So I know they got one in Guelph now. They got that. Oh, okay. Cross, yeah, CrossFit gym got one. Had two. I think they just announced it that morning, but it was good. It was a good workout. It was like, there was like some mobility stuff, which I didn't do because I would have cried. And then there was, um, that means uh, it's the, what you're supposed to be doing. I'm doing my own mobility. I'm improving. Their particular yeah, right. brand of mobility would have been too much. <laughs> but uh no no i just kidding it would have been great for me but at the time i was doing other stuff um then they had a um all-american rower do a little seminar on the on the on the concept too little, oh little that's bit. awesome and he, he so he's you know everybody got to get on a rower and he could help them with their form and i was told okay i'll take it yeah <laughs> I got two big compliments last week. I got the okay for the rower, and I got an unsolicited uh, message from Lexi about my overhead squat saying, not bad. <laughs> These are big steps for me. <laughs> I got an okay and a not bad, and I'm running with it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, all right, all right. So you wanted to, we want to make sure, we want, I kind of want to went through that, some other stuff, but you wanted to talk about, um, oh, we, we, actually, I brought this up, Enhanced Olympics. Because this yes. has been on for a little bit. This was announced a little while ago, Enhanced Olympics. That's... Yeah, before we talk about the Enhanced, I'm just going to mention two Canadian records that were set this weekend because okay, we do sure. have some track and field fans. So I'm just going to mention it. So Alicia Newman, um, our Canadian pole vaulter, who's, so a two-time Olympian, she just, uh, she covered a height of four meters and 83 centimeters, which is a Canadian record, um, which lines her up really well for the next Olympics. She had a really disappointing last Olympic. So I know she's really trying to get her game back for this one. And then we actually had a world record, which this does not really happen for Canadian track athletes. I think I I had been reading that this is maybe only the second 
active world record that Canada has in the track and field world. So Chris Morales Williams. So Chris Williams ran a 44 49 in an indoor 400. So we do have separate records for indoor and outdoor track. So this is an indoor uh, time. So yeah, this weekend was conference championships in the States and uh, he ran that at conference champs. 44 that, seconds. The track, that indoor track is so cool. It's mm -hmm. like it's like a race car track with the banking and everything. It just looks so cool. I was like, that was great. And you want to mm -hmm. talk about a fun race to watch? That 444 seconds. That's perfect. I loved it. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. just falling. Like if you try to just do that pace on your own just <laughs> for a couple of seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so fast. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. But it was really cool. And then the pole vault, like I don't know about you, but it looked to me like she she could have went higher. She really cleared the bar yeah, and then they close. did move it up higher. And then she just, she actually cleared the bar and hit it on the way down um, at a higher height, but she definitely can clear higher than that, which well, is yeah, really it, exciting. Um, I don't I always, remember what the last Olympics was one in, but she's getting close to it. So I always thought the pole was always so cool. Like it's just one of those weird, unusual sports. I don't know how it got started <laughs> or who thought of it. I know, but it's, 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 I think it's fun to watch. It is. Yeah. Definitely a fan favorite. So many, I mean, you got to sprint, so you need that foot speed. You need the grip strength for the pole. You need the agility to get inverted. You need the body control in the air. You, like, Rotating in the air. Yeah. So many things going on. A lot of moving. It's, it's like doing an upside down pull up on the bar too. Yeah. 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 It's really crazy. The amount of, yeah. and even a watching, lot of pole vaulters are gymnasts who got too tall. Yeah. And like, even when they're coming off the pole, that full extension of the arm, like it's like a mm -hmm. follow through to get every bit of momentum you can. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's great to watch. It's one of my favorites when the Olympics happen, but mm -hmm. when I get, I get to watch it when yeah. we become experts about all these sports that we don't watch all year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But speaking of Olympics, <laughs> so, uh, there's been, there's been talk about the enhanced Olympics and more announcements are slowly coming out. Um, it's it's the brainchild of a couple of venture capitalists, so some guys with a lot of money. Um, one of them, actually, interesting enough, was the one of the first independent um, investors in Facebook. So that's where some of his money came from. So it's the premise is, and I was reading a fair bit about it today because I'm just I'm very interested and I was chatting with my friend Lanny who's an Olympian and just kind of getting her feelings on it too and there is an element to this that I do understand so the 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 idea is that um it normally we just we just drug test which is just to create fairness in sport but they're not checking for any health factors any health measures whatsoever whereas the enhanced Olympics is basically stating you know if 50% of athletes at this level are doing something to enhance their performance. Why don't we monitor their health mm -hmm. so that we actually create a safer environment for the athletes instead of just focusing on fairness? So that's their, essentially their, um, like their not slogan, but like that's the premise <laughs> of what they're, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word that I'm Ethos. Yeah, their ethos. So to create a, a more fair, a more safe situation for the athletes. And so throughout, so whereas they, in the regular Olympics and after big events, they just drug test after just to see if there's anything in your blood. But what they're going to do is anyone who's eligible to compete at the enhanced Olympics, they are going to do a full health spectrum to monitor the athletes throughout. And so we're talking blood work, to check um, like their kidney function, their liver function, to check their levels of their uh, hormones. They're doing, they do MRIs for anyone who's in, in uh, combat sports. They are doing um, echocardiograms to check people's hearts. So then people can be taking what they need to take, but they're going to make sure that everything is still done in a safe way. So it's not like, from what I understand, it's not like everyone's going to be coming in like just, you know, juice to the walls and like these freaks walking in. Like I, and so when I was talking to my friend today too, she was like, they're, they're, they're doing this also to poke holes in the system. Like oh, yeah. what if, you know, we come out and we're like, it's not that different. You're like, well, then are what is it showing about 
you know, the natural Olympics, we'll call them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, and the other interesting thing, um, yeah, so anyways, it's safer for them because if a lot of them are doing a lot of this stuff, anyways. And the other thing, when when these athletes who are still finding the loopholes in the system and they're taking things that are banned and which is, and then there's some, there's very unhealthy ways also oh, yeah. to flush it from your system before testing. So all of this is just, we don't have to worry about that anymore. You take what you need to take or people, you know, they're lying in their, um, their doctor's appointments to get different medications for different reasons. And like, there's none of that anymore. We can just, we can be transparent and we can do things in a healthy way. And um, so the, these Olympics are also, it's not, they're not taking all of the events from the natural Olympics and yeah. they're going to, so they're focusing on individual, individual sports only. So they, what's that? Like high rocks. Yeah. Could you Sorry, a bit of a crossover there yeah well maybe so they're actually looking at they're looking at um events that are no longer in the olympics from the past they're also looking at popular like sports that are popular now so they are talking about having mma in it so yeah. they are having combat sports athletics so your track and field um aquatics gymnastics and strength-based events um which is really where you're going to see the biggest difference and um so the, the combat sports was really the one where I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But that's why anyone who's competing in that has to be having uh, regular MRIs. And then when all of their data is collected, then they can determine if it's safe for the athlete to compete or not. Um, which, I mean, I think that's absolutely incredible. Plus, the, I mean, I, I've had a few friends who've gone to the Olympics and a lot of them are balancing on like the poverty line. So yeah. even having like regular health screening and you know a lot of this stuff is extra and it's more costs and they're they're making sure that all athletes who are competing are also fairly um compensated yeah so they'll they'll all have a regular salary and they'll have prize money that's actually significant like it's it's a joke what some gold medalists get for winning a gold medal at the olympics like even in the states it's only $37,000. Like if you were a tennis player and you went and played in Wimbledon and you came millions. even like mil right million. So you can be the best in the entire world at the Olympics and your Olympic event and you get 37,000. Like that's, that's not even a year's salary for considering what they do and paying for travel and coaches and everything else. So it's insulting. I think in the, in Canada, it's like 16. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's but like, the problem there is you go through where does that money come from, right? And so when you're doing like a Wimbledon or a professional sports, it comes from viewership and 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 stuff like that and and sponsors and whatnot who pays the money. When you get in the Olympics, the this so problem is that it's run by an entirely corrupt organization that keeps all the money that they make. Right. So the IOC is not hurting financially, no, but so the athletes are. It's, much people... similar to, it's like the NCAA, same concept. Yes, where and then I mean the rules have changed now in the NCAA mm -hmm. where athletes can make money, um, but before they couldn't. So the yeah, so they are going to be properly compensated, which is also really good to hear. Um, but then they also the other idea, so they're taking a lot of things with the Olympics that are like a, a failing system, and they're trying to do it better. So they're also, although they haven't announced the location, they're going to use existing infrastructure, and it's going to be hosted at a Division One university. All right, whole bunch of questions it raises to me. Yes, first one, and I'll hit you with this. And morally, right? So this is always this is the deal, right? Morally, is it cheating? Is it not cheating? La da da da. We can talk about health risks of performance enhancing drugs aside but morally is it good or bad i don't know i don't know how i feel about that what i do know is i feel 50 percent or more of the people in the regular olympics are already doing something and i think that yeah. that whole system is very corrupt anyway so i am very interested to see how it goes mm -hmm. um well like some of it too you have to realize is that not that everything banned is necessarily performance enhancing sometimes it's just something like you might have like a health issue 
and there might be a drug that would help you and you can't always take it or you have to have a medical exemption and then you have to like get around the system like it's not like everything that you take is like we put everything under like you know we're always thinking steroids and testosterone but there's a lot of things that you take that's not necessarily um, ross rebliati who got his gold medal stripped for pot yeah, that's not even performance enhancing, but but that's on the list, right? So yeah, well, and same like Shikari Richardson, the hundred meter sprinter, also lost her spot on the Olympic team for the same thing. So yeah, yeah so, there's a lot on that list that's really, I mean, it doesn't need to be there. So, uh, and the other thing too, this isn't a question. This is, I guarantee, it won't be long before they will be able to. Uh, will not be able to even talk about this as the enhanced Olympics and it'll just be the enhanced games or the enhanced something else because that will stop real soon as soon as the if if it gets far enough the Olympics will they'll be pissed <laughs> you know so legally they'll end up you know putting a kibosh on that but that's neither here nor there mm -hmm. do you think times and stuff will be better different worse Um, I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as people think. Yeah, like, I don't either, because I think most <laughs> of them are dirty anyway. <laughs> so interesting that you just use that word, because the other thing that they're trying to change is the stigma around the verbiage that people have around um, PEDs, and they don't even say PEDs. So they want, so to, so there's really not, because when you say dirty, that means, so an athlete is clean. So someone is dirty, but which which is a very negative connotation mm -hmm. when really it's just someone what they say. It's just someone using science like to help. And sometimes I, it's yeah, I refer and to like as, again, like some of the things that people are taking are just better for their overall health. I refer to it as dirty because under the current motto mo rule set, it's cheating. Yeah. So to me, that's dirty. It's a dirty pool, right? Yeah, that's why I refer to it that way. Yeah. Um, under this, no, I don't think it's dirty. <sighs> yeah, and they also the word doping, I guess, is uh to them like completely, like yeah. completely off the table, should never be used. And I guess I was reading a little bit about the word, and there are some like racial racial prejudice around where it originated. Um right. there's a long story around the word doping, but again, like they want it completely taken off. I, I can see why. I can understand. They want to yeah. They don't want to promote it as, hey, these are the roided up monsters going and doing freaky stuff. They want to promote it as legit sport backed by science. Yeah. And they yeah, see they what the body can do at, at its ultimate with, limit. Yeah, with science enhancement. So and they were discussing also the history of performance enhancements and how like since the beginning of time, people always have been using things to enhance their performance, you know. And mm -hmm. um it was only in the last 50 years that we've started saying nothing performance enhancing is allowed. And uh, so then what they said, essentially what it did also then is it stunted the development of science that helps people function at a higher, um, like a higher ability, which also then when we talk about like longevity and like people generally feeling better later in life, which is again, a lot of these substances, because a lot of, performance enhancement and uh, enhancements are around recovery which means that you feel better you can train more you can train longer and that goes into the area of longevity like people can sustain doing things that they love longer into life and then they're healthier longer so it's not like all of these things that people are taking are bad some of it's very good and so they with all of this stuff being banned and you know dirty and like um, illegal for athletes, um, then it, it just, it stunted the, the development of the science behind them. Yeah. And I think like for me, I'm thinking like things in the past that were, would have been considered cheating and stuff, the change that, that become accepted to even with technology, right? Running shoes, different equipment, hockey gear, all that stuff. I mean, even think about the hockey guys on the bench sniffing, whatever the hell they're sniffing before they go out for their shift. Like, yeah it's it's a it's a damn just you do damn but like people are doing this anyway um yeah. so it eliminates a lot of like the gray area 
And and as as a commentator person, just think of all the new stuff you can talk about. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like Joe Smith is currently cycling testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A whole new realm of conversation. Yeah. I I was thinking the one that I was a little bit um my big question mark went up about was gymnastics because Eight. you're talking about a sport that's typically young athletes. So are we going to start enhancing like teenagers? Well, we talked about this last week, right? Like with CrossFit and maybe that this, this games, whatever it be called, will need to put in some form of age restriction. Cause I don't, that's something I don't want to see. Yeah. I don't want to like see messing with the endocrine systems of 13 year olds for the yeah, sake like... of delaying puberty and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. You like, I would think you want, people who are fully fully developed adults right and then yeah. you know if you want but to... most gymnasts retire by 18 oh at the latest that's old yeah right? so that's what i mean that's where and they're putting gymnastics in this as far as i know that was one of yeah. the key yeah. events i mean i i think for safety sake and if they're really concerned with health and wellness and checks like that 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 might be something they have to address. And maybe their gymnastics is very different from the regular Olympic gymnastics, even if it costs, even if it's not as good just for mm -hmm. safety and wellness. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I, I don't want to see that. I don't, don't want to no. see, see kids getting, I don't know when you say doped up or whatever, but just kids having their growth altered. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? What, what mm -hmm. So interesting question to me. And you said this, they're going to do some different sports. What sports do you put in it? Where, where's like, if you're, you're running this thing, you're the convener or the whatever head of the enhanced games. What sports do you want to see in it? Well, I mean, what I want to watch is track and field, but, um, or athletics uh, like outside of those five, that's a good question. So we're, it's Summer Olympics. So I am for a CrossFit slash hybrid thing. Like something in the fitness racing realm. Yeah, I think that it is very, like you say, they want things that are popular right now. People love watching the CrossFit games. It is very popular. It's 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 worldwide. You have the, the the ground to pull from. I I think it would be great. Like I would, I would do a CrossFit one. But I believe it or not, I would, and this sounds completely selfish. I would do a CrossFit one closer to the CrossFit that I like, as opposed to the one you see at the games. So more Metcons and things along that lines, less pure lifting, because I'm assuming they're going to have powerlifting at this. Yeah, they are because, lifting. Yeah. yeah. So I would. So in order to have a separation between those two, something closer to somewhere between the games and high rocks you know again, mm -hmm. again a a murph would be a, a fantastic type style of event something like that yeah so that you have more of a metcon feel to it less of a pure weightlifting feel yeah so but i think something like that would be fantastic and i mean would be great viewing and you know give get some of the hybrid athletes in there well, yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like I said, the CrossFitters are huge. They're well known. They're they're. It would be, I think, it would be very entertaining. The but then they'd have to admit that well, they were. Like, this is going to be interesting <laughs> across the board. Is who jumps to this? And that well, and my question was, how do you apply? Yeah, how do you get selected? Yeah. And is it is it a country based thing? I'm assuming I didn't yeah. hear anything otherwise. This seems like something that Elon Musk would invest in. I know, I know. Well, it's similar type investor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I think it'll be very interesting. Because uh, it's kind of like if you, if you, it could be, this is what I was thinking too. It, it could be an athlete's nail in their coffin though too. So if all of a sudden, you know, you decide you're going to compete in the enhanced games, you can't go back. No, probably not, no. Right. So that's it. So are we going to get athletes who are just kind of on their way out? You know, like the 35 year old track athletes. Maybe. <laughs> or, right. Because, I mean, someone in their prime isn't going to be like, I'll switch over. 
No, because that Olympic medal is always going to have its allure. Yeah, and you don't want to be the one that's admitting that you would rather but what jump about, ship. And... and if I talk talk about the cross, what about somebody like Ricky Gerard? Well, I mean, he's probably like, sign me up. Because he, he's already got nicked, right? He got nicked once, <laughs> yeah. and supposedly he's, he's not now. But in CrossFit's probably a sport where if you did do that, you could wait six months and go back. Yeah. Okay, I thought of another one that I could strongman. They're already oh, enhanced yeah. and they all admit it anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'd watch it. To, I already watch Strongman every time I see it on TV. Yeah. I'm thoroughly but entertained. The thing is, I... though, is that Strongman, like, they, it's already well known that they all they all mm -hmm. enhance. So it's not, you're not going to get records because they're already doing it anyways. No, and that's, that is actually a good, you know, what you point that out, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, and Strongman. No, I know. No, so, like well, me, my, as well, a yeah. fan, I'm not. I don't go, I'm not watching this. They're, they're using drugs. I'm like, no, cool. Look at how strong that son of a bitch is. I know. Well, and like my brother competes in strongman, So he's kind of versed me on like the culture of it all. And like, did you just out is... him for using steroids? Did you just do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's quite at the level, but that's okay. But, um, he's doing good. I know that. Yeah. He, I mean, and it's just, it's a culture where it's just generally accepted that that's just what you do. And, uh, but it, the thing is, it's not like, it's not like you can be like a nothing athlete. You take something yeah. and all of a sudden, like you're world-class. It doesn't work that way. No. These are athletes who are already phenomenal at their craft and they're taking something for the 0.1%. Like it's not, you don't take something and then you become like you already are. And then it helps a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 that extra. And here's the thing: we're gonna sound like we're flip flopping because we've had talks about steroids before and the bad parts of it and all that stuff. And right, and I totally stay with that. Like to me, if your sport, and again, now High Rock says this, Deca says this, but if your sport says they follow the water code, and you're not doing that, you're cheating, mm -hmm. and that's 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 no good. And I'm I my stance beside that is not changed. I feel the same way. If you're doing these sports, you know the rules and you're deliberately you're cheating and you deserve to get caught and you deserve to be DQ'd and you deserve to be suspended. So mm -hmm. I, I don't change my mind on that. I, this intrigues me where I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, and I'm just in it for the entertainment value. Whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing on culture, on reality, on people, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I, I reading about it today, I understand their stance on it. Mm -hmm. Um, which I was really interested to read about. So I am I'm very intrigued how it's gonna go. I'm very intrigued who's gonna sign up. I do I do put this I hope something happens. Because I mean this could just blow away and nothing happen at all. I hope it does. Like I hope okay, it happens. But they're also they're promising athletes money. We know what happens when we promise athletes a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, people there's gonna be someone. There'll be athletes to do it. Yeah. I mean, I hope logistically they're able to figure out how to make it work and make it happen. And yeah, um, and yeah I hope they put on some cool events. It would be, mm -hmm. I would be very entertained. Strongman would be very cool. It'd be very mm -hmm. cool to do that. I, um, yeah, yeah. Wonder the <laughs> cycling too. I mean, that's always... Oh, cycling. That's another red one. Those short course guys in the, in like the, the velodromes or whatever they call them. The, wow. Yeah. Those guys mm -hmm. are, uh, they're impressive. Actually, one of the guys I worked out with, I guess he does that as a hobby. And uh, I just met him at the High Rocks thing. And he wrecked my workout. He made me work hard. <laughs> I had a plan. I had a plan to like go really lazy and to go really light. And then um, I started, we started in a groups of four. And I was on the bike. He was on the ski erg because we were a similar height. So we could switch back and forth. Mm -hmm. I got on the bike and we had 30 seconds. And I did like, I did, did like 12 cal in 30 seconds. And then I get off and I did the ski erg. And uh, I went hard on the skier because the guy that I had coached earlier, because this was the second workout, I had pushed him. And then so he pushed me. So I just all out on it. So he wrecked that for me. Then I got back on the bike and I noticed it went from like 12, 13 cal to 30. Which means that guy who pushed away harder than me on his suit. And it just became, I had to keep pushing harder and harder to try to keep up. And he, he was younger and fitter and I did my best. <laughs> but it was supposed to be lady work. Anyway, he did that biking too. And he was... They, those guys are strong those mm -hmm. the lower body leg strength and those guys like just massive power in the legs yeah. yeah and actually rowing could be another one like all of your paddle sports mm. 
what about what about some kind of like indoor rowing competition that would be i know it's like it's summer so you can might as well just have them on the water but yeah yeah but that's it's become a whole different thing <laughs> you know not as spectator fun no no not unless you have the board up i do like the board when you see who's gone as far but yes the the water is more fun mm -hmm. i've never been in a dragon boat race and that always surprised me I always thought I'd get asked to do a dragon boat race. It's never happened. So if anyone needs a dragon boat race person, ask me. I'll give it a go. I've always wanted to. I don't go to enough bars anymore. That's the problem. Mm. All right. Do we have what else do we have? What time is it? I think we're okay. I think we could save some of the other stuff for another time because it's it's long enough. Um mm -hmm. just want to say one more time. Congrats, Dylan qualified he'll he will be racing in dc even though this qualification oh. doesn't apply to dc the roll down has rolled down far enough that it'd be in there and the reason we're actually aren't talking about dc coming up and to who is in it because they haven't told us yet oh so we know a few here and there um we do know maria fetchik will be in good luck maria um i know meg jacoby's going i believe yeah. uh via uh via uh, Oh, Vivian's yeah. going. I be Viola's coming over. I've heard that um, uh, Michaela is not coming, and I've also heard the roll down has pretty much gone all the way down to thirty. So for both men and women, so mm -hmm. a, a lot of the the higher names are not. I don't think Hunter's racing. Um, I think both Rich and Ryan Kent are. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard about Megita. I would assume he is because, I mean, it's in D.C. and he lives in D.C., so we'd have to assume he's yeah. going to be there. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's why we haven't talked much about it is because we just don't have the information. Yeah. Sadly. But um, mm -hmm. it is this weekend. It's going to be a great race. Um, that's Last major. Friday night. Mm -hmm. is on Friday night. Is not on Saturday. It will be on Friday. So I think I'm, I'm going to guess probably Friday sometime around between 6 and 8 p.m. Will be the start time. Seems to be. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a good Friday night. Actually, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Hopefully, they get the same level of coverage that they had in uh, what was the last in Vienna because that was really yeah, cool. that was amazing. Yeah, not the same rowing machines, but the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more drama. Yeah. All right, Beth. Let's call it night. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for listening, as always. And we had a big weekend again of racing. So congrats to everyone who put in some awesome performances this weekend. And we look forward to another big race this weekend, and we'll talk all about it next week. Take care.